you're listening to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Silva, first-generation Latina, digital entrepreneur, and an online educator. On this show, you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how I transformed my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, into a sustainable and profitable multi-six-figure business as a party of one. Tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes, authentic, no BS conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. How are you guys liking the podcast so far? I'd love to know. Please drop me a DM. Let me know all the things. I am enjoying recording these episodes so far. Sometimes I get a little tongue-tied, so please excuse my excitement. I'm just a passionate Latina that can't contain herself, and so... Sometimes I, I just want to speak too fast and I get like a little a little crazy. But okay, today I want to talk about building a business that aligns with the lifestyle you want. And my friends, this is a topic that I am always I've always been passionate about because as much as I knew in my heart of hearts, even as a teenager, that I wanted to become an entrepreneur, I knew it would take a lot of work. I knew it was going to be a lot of work to keep up with, you know, because, yeah, we can definitely get caught up in looking at the end result of growing a business. But what about everything that it took to get there? Right. Not only that, but sometimes we get caught up in building a lifestyle that has to match with the title of entrepreneur. Like every entrepreneur has to have a luxury car or they have to have the big fancy house for them to like, you know, I guess, be relatable or to meet that standard. And yeah, I get it. But also, mm, that's so much upkeep, man. I didn't quit my job to have to give myself another nine to five job. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we often see the wins and the lifestyle of these digital entrepreneurs in the online space and not enough of the blood, sweat and tears that it took to get there. We see the money, the cars, the homes, the fancy bags, which I love. But what about the upkeep of that chosen lifestyle? You know, that sometimes requires more work than the actual work, which is why I wanted to talk about this topic today, because it's so easy to look at someone's highlight reel and say, I want what they have. But do you really do you actually know what that life is behind the scenes? Like you probably don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't see the tears. You don't see them with the kitchen floor meltdowns. You don't see the imposter syndrome and the comparison traps that they're part of and and just everything that we think about as entrepreneurs. And it's times 100 for them because they have to keep up with that lifestyle. The way I picture it is they reach this level of success that even if you're having a shitty day, you got to move forward with that sponsor post because they're going to pay you 10 grand for it, right? So you got to show up, put on a happy face, pretend everything's okay. Even if you've been crying for five hours, right? You put on some makeup and let's go make that 10K. That's what I'm talking about. Do you want a business that's going to give you a lifestyle that now you are so responsible for that you can't even pay attention to your mental health in the long run? That is the question. It's kind of what happened with Vanessa Lau earlier this year. In case you don't know who she is. She's a successful seven-figure online entrepreneur, content creator, YouTuber, basically living the dream. 
anyone would be like, that's what I want. She is it. She had the fancy car, the fancy house, the millions of dollars and the millions of views from her YouTube channel. So she was well known until suddenly it all came to a halt. Everything stopped. She sent out a very vulnerable email to her list, which I'm part of, letting everyone know that she was going on sabbatical, possibly forever. She explained how her mental health was suffering because of her workload and how she couldn't keep up. She ended up downsizing her company from nine employees to one employee and even downsized her car and her home too, I believe. In essence, her lifestyle that matched her seven-figure business was just no longer sustainable for her. And so she had to make that tough decision of choosing herself and her peace of mind over continuing to try and keep up with the Joneses. And listen, no knock to her or to any online entrepreneur that's had to make this decision because it's just so hard to do, to abandon ship and choose yourself. That is hard AF, okay? Another entrepreneur that comes to mind is Melissa Griffin. I'm not sure if you guys remember her. She was super passionate course creator, blogger, entrepreneur with tons of online growth. And then from what I remember from her post, she says that she was laying on her couch, super burnt out, and that she had to let it all go. And she did. Now she lives abroad. I think she's completely off the grid. And so... Again, no knock to them. I admire them so much for choosing themselves over their business, truly. Self-awareness is so vital in business. And it takes balls to do what they did, you know? I'm sure their mental state thanks them for that in the end. But the lesson here is not necessarily what type of business do you want to create, but more of what type of lifestyle do you want to sustain? Because we can sit here and wish for that seven-figure business But do you really want to oversee 10 plus employees and work 80 hours a week just to try to keep up with it all? Or what you really want is the freedom that comes with being able to work from home, take a random day off in the middle of the week and still make money, show up for your family events and not be stuck at home because you have to meet these crazy deadlines that you didn't have before, but because you have to pay a very expensive mortgage, you got to keep up with it. You see what I'm saying? Because believe it or not, if you want that freedom that comes from being your own boss, you don't need seven figures to make that happen. And so the biggest takeaway from everything here is to build the business that comes with the lifestyle that you want to have. What's sustainable for you? Ask yourself, like, what's the type of lifestyle that I could sustain? What do I see myself being able to keep up with? For some, I'm sure they'd be okay with breaking even or even replacing their full-time salary as long as it means that they can be home, they can be with family, they can take a random day off. Sometimes it's as easy as that and it's not as overwhelming as I need to make six or seven figures because I have this income goal that in the end may end up sucking the life out of you and who wants that, you know? For me, I'm still trying to figure out that sweet spot of making enough money where I won't need a massive amount of employees to oversee, but also where I won't burn out in the process. So I'll let you know when I figure that out. Creating a business that was both profitable and gave me the chill lifestyle to match was all I ever wanted, to be honest. 
why chase something that wasn't sustainable long term, you know? I remember I'd see YouTubers, online creators, and even service providers and digital CEOs with so much success and so much growth, and I wanted to emulate exactly what they did. But at what cost? The more I would think about what it would take to reach those levels of success, it's not that I was trying to play small. I was just trying to play smart, you know, because those highlight reels are very inspiring. But I knew even before starting my business that it would take hard work to be successful. And I wanted to make sure that I was making the right move and I wasn't going to have my own personal kitchen floor meltdown. (laughs) Because you see, for me, the fear of starting a business was less about being afraid to fail and more about being afraid to succeed. I knew once I started, I'd have a responsibility to keep going, a responsibility to keep showing up, to stay consistent, to pay employees and contractors, and to keep things afloat. That's how you would stay profitable. And that's scary, you know? I mean, that's also part of the reason why it took me so long to start this podcast. It wasn't that I didn't have enough topics or I didn't have the right equipment. It was good old-fashioned fear of success aka the concern of not being able to sustain whatever I'm successful at. It's a real ass feeling and anyone else that feels the same, DM me, let me know. So anyways, you do it afraid. That's how I've done it. All with the mindset of never living above my means, of always keeping overhead low, and most importantly, not rushing success to the point of growing so fast that it would suck the life out of you and make you feel resentful for your business. There's literally no worse feeling. It's awful. I never wanted short-lived success. And I sure as hell didn't want to give myself another 9-to-5 job, waking up at ungodly hours or working till late. On the contrary, I wanted to never step foot in a 9-to-5 again. (laughs) That was the ultimate motivation, and it still is. And so I think that's why I've been able to stay profitable for the last seven years of my business, because in essence, I pace myself. Slow and steady wins the race, as they say. That was always my model. I remember reading a Jennifer Aniston interview in a magazine saying how she quote-unquote idols well. They were asking her about Reese Witherspoon, her co-star in The Morning Show, which, by the way, love that show. So happy it's coming back in the fall. It's on Apple TV in case you guys want to check it out. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Reese Witherspoon is kind of like the female Ryan Seacrest. She has so many jobs. She owns a production company. She has a book club, a clothing line. She's an actress. Like, the woman doesn't stop. And it just seems like she's always doing it all and doing it well. She's also a speed reader, I read, which I'm so jealous because I it takes me so long to read a book. And so when they asked Jennifer Aniston in this interview if she would ever build a business like Reese, she replied saying, nope, that's too much work. She said, and I quote, I idle beautifully. I love to work, but I also love to not work. And that resonated so much with me because I feel the exact same way. I love to work. It's in my DNA. I'm a Capricorn. I'm a generator, you know, like all the things. It's just part of me. But I also love to not work. I idle well, too. And I idle well while still making money, which is even better. Oh, my God. Am I Jennifer Aniston? (laughs) Okay. 
Oh, stop. Ultimately, a sassy spoon, my business, is what I've always wanted. You know, while everyone was on TikTok and creating reels and becoming YouTube famous, I chose the path that was slower and less exciting because I wanted to still be in business for years to come. Even without realizing it, I was enforcing boundaries around my time and what I wanted to do. If I didn't see the ROI in something, I would let it go and focus on what was actually going to move the needle forward. That's why I stuck with blogging, because blogging is a slow burn. It's not an overnight thing. You don't see the instant likes like you do on an Instagram post or the views like on a reel or on Instagram stories. You take years before you actually see the ROI of a blog. But you know that once you reach that stern milestone, it can only go up from there. And that's exactly how I felt. I've stuck to my guns, which was never the thing back then. Okay, I would not stick to things as much as I've stuck to this. And I'm so glad that I have because I have reaped those rewards. But yeah, speaking of Instagram... Instagram is honestly just a highlight reel. So be careful what you let take root when you're scrolling on there. Don't fall for what you see because often what we see is the shiny new toys that people bought with all their money. We don't see the stress or the hard work or the blood, sweat, and tears that came with that price tag. And so be careful what you wish for. I feel like for me, the goal was never to make seven figures or to drive a six-figure car or become Insta-famous. That all sounded very dangerous to my mental state. For me, I wanted a sustainable, profitable business that could run without me being present 24-7 so that I could enjoy my life offline. No rush, no crazy pressure, no forcing myself to meet any unrealistic income goal. Just taking things one day at a time, being mindful of what I could handle, and what I couldn't, and then just adjusting along the way. You know, we're not brain surgeons. No one's dying on the operating table, right? So for me, this was the perfect business model to be able to make money without having to slave over a computer or feel resentful towards my work or have to quit it altogether. I know that everywhere we look, we're pressured to do more and more and more but more is not always best, you know? I always say the glorification of busy and the gospel according to hustle culture is just not it. That's what leads to burnout. That's what ends up making you feel like a failure. And that's probably what happened to Vanessa and Melissa. They were going for that more and more and more and suddenly realized they couldn't keep up with it all. Don't let that happen to you, my friends. You can absolutely have the same business model that I have and grow your blog into a more sustainable, profitable business model. Because if I could do it, so can you. And it's not an overnight success, but it is something that you can work towards. You just have to be mindful and be honest with yourself about what lifestyle you want to sustain. If you want the YouTuber life, if you want the seven figures, do you. Forget about everything I said, you know, and, and, and do that. Work towards that. But if you don't, then you know what to do, right? You know what to work towards. So I'll end this episode with this. In the email that Vanessa sent out about her sabbatical, 
she shared two questions that really got me thinking and that really got her thinking, which is why she shared it. And maybe this will resonate with you as well. The first question is, if you found out you only have three years to live, what would you do differently in your life? Now, based on those answers, question number two is, if those are the decisions that you would make if you only had three years to live, why would you not do them now? Why would you wait until you only had three years to live? Wow. Is that not like so powerful when you really think about it? Like, wow. Aside from these two questions, something else I want you to ask yourself is, again, going back to lifestyle. What's the lifestyle that you want for yourself? How do you want to feel on a daily basis? Also ask yourself, is your business going in the direction that aligns with the life that you want for yourself? Is whatever you're saying yes to right now, does that align with the life that you want for yourself? Even if it means more money, do you really want that? Because I have definitely had moments in my life where I've said yes to projects because the price tag was great. The amount of money I'm going to make from it was good. And then I've resented it so much. And I wish I never said yes to that. Sometimes you have to listen to your gut. You have to listen and you have to say no when your gut is screaming at you to say no. Because even if it means more money, are you going to hate yourself for saying yes to this just because of the money or just because you wanted the opportunity? And then now you're going to be like, oh my God, why did I say yes to this? There's nothing worse than resenting your work where you're just like, I wish I didn't say yes to this. How do I get out of this? I can't wait till it's over, right? Things to think about. So as you're thinking about the lifestyle that you want for yourself and as you're thinking about the business that you're building, make sure it all aligns, okay? Make sure it aligns with how you want to feel on a daily basis. I cannot emphasize how important this is. Write it all out. Write out right now what you're feeling. Like literally brain dump it all into a journal. Write down exactly how you want to feel on a daily basis. Every single feeling, everything you want to feel from morning, noon, and night, every feeling, write it down. Also, set boundaries. Set boundaries and enforce them, especially around your energy. Your energy is so sacred as a business owner, and it should only be saved for things that are actually going to make you happy. They're going to fill your cup. They're going to fill you with joy, and they're going to fill your bank account, of course, right? And say no to what doesn't align. Get clear on the life that you want. Stay in your own lane and hold your ground. Your future self will thank you. So that's all, folks. That's a wrap on this conversation. I'd love to know if this resonated with you. Let me know what you're feeling, what your biggest takeaway is. Send me a DM on Instagram at Silva. Tag me on stories, all the things. And also, if you can rate and review the show, that would be so helpful. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more listeners we attract, and I'd really appreciate it. So again, if there's anything that you'd like me to chat about in a future episode, DM me, let me know, and thank you for tuning into the show. I'll catch you in the next episode.